You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is these kids might not have an Earth One Day for to leave their asses alone. And as usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. What's up, everybody? It's Candace, National Newlywed PC, all social media. My AKA today is you hateful. That's why that BBL don't stick. Um, <laughs> over the weekend, they have unearthed a lot of hateful, nasty-ass tweets from Saucy Santana, who he was just giving props to last week. And I'm annoyed about that because first things first, when you get to that certain level of notoriety, you need to have somebody go in there and scrub your motherfucking tweets. Period. Scrub them. Two, the tweets were um, the nasty, the ugly, the vile tweets were in abundance. He has said a lot of unkind things about Beyonce, unkind things about Blue Ivy. Um, he made a trigger warning. He made rape jokes saying it's not rape if you willing and all this other stuff. And whoa, 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 whoa. He did. Because I knew about the other stuff. He, yeah, he, he, did. he made I... tweets that say you can't rape the willing. Yikes. And instead of holding himself accountable, he goes on this long tirade on Twitter about how people are miserable. They don't have no life but to dig up his old tweets. He was a different person back then. He's a 28-year-old. He's a 28-year-old changed individual now. And my thing is, let me be honest about this. I had a miserable as fuck phase in my life where things weren't going the way I wanted them to go. I was miserable at times I was projecting onto others, but I never, ever, ever took to my social media platforms to rag on black children. Even in my misery, I understand, I understood, I knew, and I accepted the fact that children should be off limits. Famous, non-famous, otherwise there are children, especially black children, Because black kids go through enough in society where they don't need people that look like them ragging on them. So don't give me that, oh, I was young. In 2014 and 2015, you were still 20 years old, Santana. You knew better. And that's the problem I have. Just stand up in the fact that you didn't care and you felt untouchable and you didn't think you would ever be this famous and that people would pay attention and look up your old tweets. Instead, you double down and act like people are wrong for calling you to the carpet. Furthermore, cancel culture doesn't exist. Nobody has ever been truly canceled. Some of the vile, most vile of vile celebrities still have a fan base down to fucking R. Kelly. And we literally just saw this shit with Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, come on. Now. Yeah. Johnny Depp is an abusive piece of shit. That Amber Heard girl is an abusive piece of shit. They still have fan bases. You are never truly canceled as a celebrity. So I need y'all to stop jabbing that low-hanging fruit about being canceled. You're not being canceled. You're being held accountable. 
And you uh, should apologize publicly in the same space where you made those ugly tweets. I don't give a damn if it was Blue Ivy or some other little black, random black girl that you came across on the internet. You should not be making derogatory comments about black girls and black women. And it says a lot that when you in a fucked up headspace, the first demographic of people that you choose to shit on to, to make you feel better is black women and black girls. That's very telling. You could you could be dragging straight niggas who who pose the most threat to your life. It's very interesting. I want to bring this up. Um, because uh, I've seen this. Um, and honestly, what I was gonna say kind of piggybacks off um uh, what you were saying a little bit. Uh, shout out to Vaughn, one of my uh, one of my homies. Um who I've met, you know, through gaming over the past year and stuff. And he, uh, well, they, I'm sorry. Um, we was talking about this uh, while we was playing the game on this weekend. And Vaughn told me some interesting things about Santana that, honestly, I either forgot or didn't know. And it makes sense the way that he, uh, he is. He not had, that that is yeah, a, I, I really, okay. I, and I know where you're going. It was brought to my attention that he's made some very anti- um, some very transphobic comments as well. Yeah, not even only that, but it um, kind of to give a, a um, just the the type of nigga Santana is. Uh, what Vaughn was telling me, it was a live. I think it was last year. It might have been last year, or it might have been this year. One of them too. But either way, um, it was a live that he and uh, Carisha did. Well, they were just hanging out, and then I think NBA Youngboy was invited on there. And the first thing NBA Youngboy saw was Santana, and he was telling Carisha, hey, get this, you know, and he used the F slur. He said, get this F word out of here. We don't do that gay shit. And Carisha proceeded to do just that, to, you know, uh, call uh, Santana derogatory. She didn't use the F word, but she did use a derogatory term towards uh, towards gay men. the S word. Yeah, no, the um, uh, P word. Oh, okay. Yeah, she used that, and Santana just, you know, stood there and took it. And when he, they people asked him, like, hey, why are you, you know, cool with somebody, you know, that's that homophobic or would allow, you know, homophobia, you know, direct homophobia towards you, you know, and that's supposed to be your, you know, your friend or whatever. And he made all the excuses in the world for her and was just cool with it. So that, that in itself kind of tells you the type of nigga Santana is, and that in itself makes those tweets make a lot more sense. It's still wrong. It just makes a lot more sense that he's that type. In my honest opinion, he struggles a lot with how he identifies as a whole, both his sexuality, both how he presents to the world. I feel like he struggles with that. Um, And I also feel like uh, if we are to be honest, Anti-blackness as a whole has been indoctrinated into us since we were children, especially if you are a darker, if you are a darker black person, you have always, there's always been an air of, you know, the lighter you are, the better, you know, we, we are just coming into this fold where a lot of people are like, Hey, we got to stop doing that. Black is beautiful in every shade. Black is luxury in and of itself. Yeah. And it don't I matter was, if you, and so I'm not surprised, but I still, I it's don't. It's not surprising, but it's still, you know, 
fucked up and you know what well, got up. it for me it, was the triple down like that yeah, was it's the, the tripling me. down it, it definitely yeah. was he would have been wrong regardless but his 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 unwillingness to apologize and be held accountable um says a lot for me but also if we are to be honest while i don't dislike the city girls as a whole i don't fuck with the city girls do i think some of the shit that carisha says and does is funny sure but as a whole they don't really get my spins they don't get my clicks i don't follow them on social media i typically see a lot of their chaos and calamity when it's retweeted onto my timeline but as a whole i don't mess with them because they too are very homophobic and have used very homophobic slurs very transphobic, very anti-black, have said very nasty things about Beyonce and Blue Ivy as well. You can throw Little Nas X in that bucket too. Because a lot of his, uh, when he was using burner accounts and stuff as a Barb and as a Little Kim fan, a lot of his very, very ugly tweets about Blue Ivy and Beyonce surfaced as well. And so I guess my thing is we get to pick and choose who we support. And... I'm I'm of the mindset that if if you are willing to let homophobia, transphobia, anti-blackness slide, um, you basically a member of the KKK at that point, <laughs> because we know these are all the things that bring harm our way, much like misogyny does. Like if you stand behind somebody who is blatantly misogynistic, per, let's say for example Kevin Samuels. You you aid in the danger that men pose to women. It's it's like you know I mean, it, for me for me myself personally, um, and this is probably gonna be shade and that's fine. Uh, and none y'all gonna whoop my ass, uh, or neither of your boyfriends or the niggas that y'all fuck. But um, hating Tory Lanes, but also supporting City Girls in the same breath is kind of funny. It's kind of it's funny and it's fucked up. It's funny and it's fucked up and yeah, it's like it's, like it's like don't get me wrong like draw, like drawing a line or putting support from Santana while also supporting like fucking yeah yeah like topical the city girls or something like that's funny like that's mad funny that's funny and, and I'll be honest I do have some hypocrisy in me because I still like Chris Brown's music I do I like a lot of his music he puts out. However, I I typically don't go digging for Chris Brown's music. If we are to be honest, when I hear a lot of Chris Brown's music, it might be weird. on a it's on a curated playlist. Um, but I'm kind of to the point where I don't think his music is bad, but I also am not a fan. If it gets played, I like what I hear, but for the most part, I I am honest, he is a terrible fucking human being. He is an abuser. I don't make excuses for that. I don't try to tell people about, well, so-and-so did such and such. Full stop, he's an abuser and not a good, not a great person. And I stand up in that and I own that. And I, I, a lot of people have to start doing the same thing. If that's your, if Santana is your problematic fave, that's okay, say that. But don't be coming to his defense when he, when he said extremely malicious, vile things about Black women, about Black girls, about, you know, sexual abuse and sexual assault. He has been transphobic. He even has committed, you know, he commits microaggressions against people that share the community with him. So, 
listen I mean, to his music, stream, to stream it all Go you ahead. want. But don't don't get to acting like people are unreasonable for calling him to the carpet for some of the shit that he has said. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like you like listen to who you listen to is just or, or you consume what you consume. Just don't make excuses for what you consume. Just stand up and. That's it. That's it. Make like that's the thing to making excuses. You've never seen me defending Chris Brown on nobody's timeline. <laughs> Whenever he getting dragged through the mud, I'll be like, "Yeah, that's true. That's true. He did that shit. He guilty did. He guilty as fuck. He guilty. I don't think anybody is trying to. And like I said again, I don't. I agree. I don't think cancel culture exists. Nobody has ever been truly canceled. People. Famous people still have fans. They still go on to make money. They still go on to do whatever it is that they want to do in their career. So you're not being canceled, but you're being held accountable. And I mean, you, and, and even then, right, it's like accountability for us, like power consumer, like far as like the people that can actually affect his career and stuff. That remains to be seen. But somebody said it uh, last night, and I agree, like even like even, you know, saying that, you know, well, you know, talking about black girls or something, this could get in council. If that was the case, we would have not that many artists to listen to, to be honest. And again, this is not me. I'm not one of those people that, you know, oh, if we cancel everybody, who's going to listen to? Because one, I feel like that's lazy analysis. Two, nigga, you can find somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody that's holding you hostage. And the other part to- is, you have to pick and choose where you let your ego lead and where you just stand up in your shit and apologize because a Beyonce cosign is a big deal. And we're not going to act like the, the, the Carters don't have the power to pull the strings to keep you from reaching your next level. Yeah. I mean, they do. The thing is, I don't know if they, I don't know. Well, I do. We do. It's been confirmed that Beyonce has a, a Twitter. Oh yeah, so that's anyway. not her Beyonce Twitter where she she knows the ins and outs of what's going on in Twitter. If anything, I would have just I would have apologized publicly just so that it makes it back to Beyonce or it pops up on her burner account that I said some ugly things. I was feeling ugly about myself and I projected that. And you know, I've still got some work to do on me because it says a lot about me that. In my darkest times, I would project that onto black women and black girls when they've been staunch supporters of me. Um, and you know, I would even apologize directly to to Beyonce and the Carters because that was fucking mean. It was just mean. It's 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 deserving of an actual apology, both to because you already getting if you got an Ivy Park uh promo promo package, Beyonce know who you are, so you really don't want to stain that. But do what you want. Let your ego lead you off a cliff if you want to. And we see we're not trying to be funny, but we see what Carisha doing. She having to lay up under uh, uh, Diddy's uh, old dog dick having ass um, to make some <laughs> shit shape. And so while it's a yes, she's securing a bag. We still talking about somebody that she's she kissing up and laying up and playing up with somebody old enough to be her fucking daddy. Mm-hmm. Which sidebar before we move on? Cause we've been here for a minute. Uh, uh, mm. 
Just you know because you non-black don't mean you find it in black women. That Asian bitch that's been 12 years a side chick to Diddy since he was with Cassie, she can't hold the candle to young Miami. She don't have the same charisma. She don't have the same get up and go. And it's evidenced by the fact that Diddy is debuting podcasts and TV shows on Revolt with young Miami. And you posting a picture of him squeezing your titty with his face not in the picture. Stand up. I don't even know who that is. What I was gonna say is that what I was gonna say is that it's mad weird that uh that people like letting Diddy slide for being that goddamn old they know, or whatever they doing. Well, no, it's not it's not weird considering that when you really look at the power dynamics of it, a lot of straight men are not gonna see it as weird because they wish they were Diddy. And even a lot of straight women are not going to see it as weird because they wish they were young Miami. Like a lot of people tend to forget about how predatory those age differences are when, when money is involved. And that's my point. That's exactly my point. When money Which, is that's involved. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, it's mad. Weird it's, that it's, you, it's mad weird. Cause like, my thing is because I saw people saying that, oh, well, y'all acting like, you know, y'all acting like he groomed her. Nigga, it don't have to be groomer for it still to be fucking weird. Like, she is, he is old enough to be her goddamn daddy. Like, that shit is weird. Yeah, I don't think it's grooming, but it's still a, it's still a power play on his part because he has the power and the access to open the doors that she wants opened. And she's got she's got to be willing to play the game with him to get them open. It's still a power play. Like for as as much as I'm, I don't like or dislike Diddy. I think he's weird. His his fetish with, you know, old, younger women, much yeah. younger than him, old, as young as his adult kids and stuff is weird to me. But we can't take away what he has accomplished and where he stands in the hip hop industry. Even as as a con artist who has scammed plenty of his fucking artists, <laughs> people have always still put Diddy on his pedestal, and he has continued to have access and power to open the doors for these women. And so, yeah, a lot of people overlook it because it's not just her fucking an older nigga; it's her fucking a a, a a multi 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 millionaire. It's still weird to me. It's still very weird to me. But, you know, I'm not here to argue with people. A lot of people have sugar daddy, sugar baby fetishes and sugar mama, sugar baby fetishes. So this is is trending on par as to why people are so easily overlooking it. You know, y'all um, girls like to tussle. Yeah, and I'm not here to tussle with you. I am here to get into these shows and we're going to start off with VH1 Couples Retreat because this was an interesting episode. This was, the epi- this was the episode where the couples were asked to exchange their phones. This was the episode where we come back in to Jess Hilarious and Daniel really, really getting into it. And let me say, well, I think Jess Hilarious is a bozo. Her anger in this situation is very much so justified. Because even if you don't have as much skin in the game as some of these other couples, y'all are indeed a couple. And as a couple, 
you should be mindful of how you say things, when you say things, where you say things based on the effect they could have on your partner. So constantly sitting up in this group setting, telling everybody how you don't love this girl, you're not in love with her. Why are you here? Because I feel like, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're not in love with somebody after eight months, why are you there? Eight months is plenty of time for you to know if you love a person. Or, okay, maybe you're not head over heels in love because sometimes love don't work like that for everybody. But you you, you on the but road, too. You, at the minimum, you should love her. Not just like her, not just care for her. You should love her. You should care, be focused on her well-being. You should be wanting to, like you said, Jeremy, be on the road to falling in love, it leading to marriage because she seems like she wants to get married. And she wants to have some more kids. So the fact that you continue to sit up in this group setting and tell everybody how you don't love her, you're not in love with her, you like her at best. You are being a fucking bully. And you're being mean. And why are you here? And I I feel like Jeremy said it when we first introduced it. It feel like he's here to get to be seen. Yeah. He don't care about her one way or another, but he's using her to to build his own platform up. That's the only like, thing I could really think of. He, he don't like her, which, I mean, to be fair. I mean, it is just later. Well, I he, can't even say to be fair because Jess is a bozo, but we don't know how she moves in a relationship, and he seems like to, he's a bozo. So they like a bozo and made in heaven. They should be head over heels in love at this point. You know what? That's also fair. We're not he, talking about her being with uh, like a the nigga that came Michelle with. We can never ruin his name. It always comes back to me. Casting. casting he can yes. never be. He's not like she's with a casting. But I still feel like if you you say you care about her at the very least. Why do you keep going out of your way? And it feels like he's going out of his way to do it to get hot hand slaps and high fives from the other men there. That's what's aggravating to me. Yeah, you trying to get niggas approval. Yeah, I was saying from the beginning that they don't they asses don't need to be here. Yeah, and and just had a, a very um vulnerable moment and like I said, as a whole, she's a bozo, but her story is very similar to a lot of women's story stories where she has just never experienced love that wasn't uh, engulfed in, in pain and chaos. You know, she even said from the moment her child's father found out he she was pregnant, he was cheating on her. Imagine a motherfucker can't even keep their dick in their pants to make sure you have a healthy pregnancy and labor and delivery. Then even with the with the young Wayne situation, she opened, I mean, the is it country Wayne? Country Wayne. She young opened Wayne up because he old and a motherfucker. He ain't young. <laughs> but even with the country Wayne situation, she said a lot of the stuff that was happening that she was seeing it in real time like we was. So the finding out that he was uh, married and that uh, and the, all the drama with the baby mamas and stuff, she said that was she was finding out the same time we was finding out. 
And she said, even still, and this is how you know that sometimes you've got to do the work on yourself in order to attract what you may actually want. Because she sat up there and said that even the way Country Wayne embarrassed her when they were together, she still feels like he is the only man that has ever truly loved her. A motherfucker that embarrassed you. You was all over the shade room, TMZ, gossip in the city, tea time, me time, you time, we time. You was on all these blogs getting embarrassed. The mother, his child posting pictures of them laid up together. And you still feel like he is the person that has only ever loved you. It's time to go sit on somebody's couch, baby, and heal and do the work. Because Country Wayne didn't love you doing you like that. The way we're seeing Daniel treating you, he does not love you either. I hate that for her. Because as much of a bozo as she is, a lot of times people, women adopt those bozo defense mechanisms. Because you got you you got to play the game to keep from getting hurt. And I think she probably will be a much better person if she gets some of that um, emotional baggage and trauma up off of her. And even, like, how do you even show your own child what a healthy relationship looks like when you're constantly in and out of dysfunctional relationships? Kids deserve to see their parents loved properly. And mostly I'm saying this, that kids deserve to see their mama loved properly. But as a whole, kids deserve to see their parents loved properly, even if it's not together. What is your son seeing? It, it, I just will say it tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Why are Michael do not, if you're going to do another season of this, I do not want to see Michael Blackson and Rada here. They are playing in our fucking faces. They don't need to be here. That's all I got. That's Same it. That's really literally all I got. I don't even care about them switching phones and swapping phones. They don't need to be here. Same thing I said last week applies this week. They do not need to be here. They don't need to be here because I just feel like y'all want two totally separate things and y'all sitting up here wasting wasting people's time. It could be another couple here that really wants to get on the same page. He does not want to give up the openness of the relationship. She wants a traditional monogamous relationship. It's never going to work. Get them off our TV screen. Bring in a couple that actually wants to do the work. I was very much surprised with um, Nick Young and his fiance. I can't, I keep forgetting her name. It's like Ayana or something like that. Um, first of all, that woman is gorgeous. But I was very much so shocked that Nick gave up his phone freely. So I, I guess, to honestly you would expect given his history that infidelity would be a huge problem, but they've done the work to get back to a place where they trust each other. And that says a lot. So I feel like if Nick Young really wants to have a healthier relationship with his fiance, 
he knows what it takes and he knows what to do because he he's gotten to the point where she trusts him kiana that's her name he's gotten to the point where kiana trusts him they swap phones and it wasn't no issue she sent him a text saying she love him and shit so he know he know how to do the work so why not just be more supportive of her having something for herself and following her own dreams that's that's got to be easier to to do than to build back trust from infidelities. I don't know, but they did a good job this week. I will say that they did a good job this week. Um, they seem to want to get on the same page, and I hope that they, you know, get to that place. This episode coming tomorrow is going to be very very messy when it comes to Shamari and and Ronnie Devoe. because because he is very insecure about her sexuality and it shows in that preview he liked to bid her goddamn head off because she complimented the other women there and he only did that because she is openly bisexual and he wanted to have an open relationship and when it came and bit him in the ass Yes, I tend to say this is I'm gonna say one of the few instances where we just see, you know, a a man, a, a straight man, like wanting that, you know, open relationship, bisexual fantasy unicorn by him in the ass with his own securities. This is very fascinating to me. Yeah. It's very fascinating to watch, especially for a nigga who was maybe like the third best member of his group, and that's me being kind. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. I just, you know, that's a him problem. Yeah. And if 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 you are so insecure that you have a problem with your wife, give paying compliments to and gassing up women who she knows firsthand struggle with some self-esteem and insecurity issues because the ladies have clicked up and talked a lot in these episodes about their insecurities and where they're insecure in their relationships and so on. So if you think that your wife want to fuck every woman that she come across because she's bisexual, you got to do some work on yourself. That's that biphobia. Because when y'all did have an open relationship and she almost left you for that woman... I guarantee you that was about a lot more than sex. She was getting something from that woman that she wasn't getting from you, and it wasn't just sex. Probably emotional intelligence. Yeah. And the way he's snapping at her in front of everybody and shit, it's going to get real messy. I also want to say I love Styles P and Ajwa, but when do we get to them? Like, they they're just cruising along because they don't, they have issues, but they, I feel like they feel like their issues aren't as bad as these other couples, but y'all have been together for near for two decades now have lost a child to suicide. There have been infidelities y'all work together and there's a lack of intimacy. That's a problem. That's the problem. Either, 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 either they don't feel like their issues are as big or maybe they issues aren't as big as portrayed and they actually are kind of good. They just doing, they're just going along for the check. 
Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is I want to see more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now speaking of now speaking of doing something for a chick. Um so Love and Marriage DC. Um I would like to propose this question. About how many more episodes in before we call this a flop? Okay, so I feel like I have a little bit of difference of opinion for you. I feel like Monique and Chris are the least interesting couple on this show. By far. By far. And I think Carlos King did a piss poor job of centering Monique and Chris as the aha of this franchise. Because if we are to be honest, Jamie and Raina Tyler are a far more interesting couple to me and I want to see more of them. They they have, we're talking about um, a couple that's been together for a long time and they are inching towards becoming empty nesters. Jamie is still heavily in the club scene. They own a club. He's DJing and so on and so forth. Um, They have a kid who who is blind. Then they have other kids. And so to me, and then they are having a breakdown and intimacy and stuff. They're much more interesting, honestly. And even, I feel like even their kids, by them having older kids, they do have a far better storyline. And Monique and Chris have younger kids and that's not their fault because Jamie and Raina are older than them or older than Monique, I believe. Chris looked like he at least 50 but at least but by them having older kids who we get to see on the show we do get a better inside glimpse into their whole family dynamic like their son jason who is blind he is very active in um special olympics i thought it was so cool that they went and supported him with the, the game he plays gold ball is a version it seems like a version of it's not quite soccer you you use your hands but the because it's for people who are blind the bell has a the ball has a bell in it and you have to listen for the ball and catch the ball and throw it back and try to get a goal and so the whole family went and supported jason in this and he is a beast at it he said ain't nobody out here colder than me when it come to this and he was right because he busted their asses but him being blind and him wanting to establish independence and start his own career and things like that, to me, that may, that alone makes them much more interesting than Monique having meltdowns because Chris didn't have a spiritual awakening <laughs> at a white-owned <laughs> resort in Africa. I just, like, like, every time I see them, I'm just, like, just even watching this episode, you know, for the... the every time the, it get brought up, it's fucking hilarious because, it's, it's, it's like, because you did not go on any missions. You did not go where... the was where, a tourist. Yeah, you didn't... You went to the tourist, the most touristy part of Africa y'all could get your hands on, probably in Johannesburg. Yeah. Stayed at a retreat where they got they got giraffes caged up, eating out your hand and shit. 
like who would have a who would have a spiritual enlightenment with that? You could have like, you could have went and did that at Epcot Center in Florida. He's like, girl, you, I'm telling you, you could have nigga, you you could have brought him his ass here to Atlanta and went to you know what's, you know what's funny to me if I. As a whole, I'd be against those DNA kits. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the ancestry kits. But those, yeah, those ancestry kits. But if, when I, I'm not even going to say, I'm going to say when I, when we travel to Africa someday, I would at the very least do an ancestry kit and see what the results come back and at least try to visit those parts of Africa where it says I have roots at. Like I just... I'm just over here hollering that she really bad at this nigga because he didn't have he didn't he didn't essential the oils like like girl what did you do? It doing? was really fucking. It was strange and it was uncalled for. Like girl, and if you wanted him to have an awakening, you could have brought his ass here to Atlanta, the MLK house. <laughs> like girl, what you doing? Yeah, if I was like, she's doing too much and it's boring. Like I'm not trying to be funny, but the best way to fix this breakdown in y'all marriage because it's about communication. It's to just go sit with a marriage counselor. Y'all so, are not dealing with something so egregious and so complicated that you need to be on our TV screens. It ain't that damn deep. Like, I feel I feel like DJ Quick and Ashley and Jamie and Raina are more interesting couples than Chris and Monique. And I would also like for y'all to get winter's lying ass off my tv screen because nobody ambushed winter at that lunch in nobody was mean to winter at that lunch in and so to go back to monique and and act like everybody ganged up on you and bullied you and then to start talking shit well i we heard about quick well why you didn't say that to ashley face I feel like you asked her if there were any infidelity rumors, and she said there have been rumors, but you wasn't Miss Big Bad Bo talking about yeah, because we damn sure they heard about quick. You didn't say that to that woman's face. You waited until you was with Monique and Monique only to start being a, to start sneak dissing and shading. But my question is, if you didn't hear so much about quick, why you ain't heard that Kevin was a motherfucking scammer before you married him? <laughs> Why you ain't heard where he lived at? Ain't never saw where he lived at for you married him. That is just that's that where that was your fucking it. antennas then, bitch? That is still just astonishing to me. You ain't even go to this nigga house for a Netflix and chill before you married him. No. That is crazy. But I feel like that, like, I'm gonna be honest. I <laughs> I do agree with you in the sense that I find other couples attractive, but I think what's holding me back from truly enjoying this show so far is the constant Monique inject being injected in anything in everything. And like you said, Carlos King leading with uh, Chris and Monique is like the, the couple of the show. Yeah. Cause they're not they're They're not giving us more than we're getting from uh quick and his wife and Jamie and his wife. If we being honest, Jamie and Raina have some real issues, as we saw with they had a big blow up and she felt like he was disrespectful. He didn't feel like he was. He felt like she came in with some bad energy. Then they dealing with that renovation from hell. But. That also is a good point about how 
what life looked like outside of outside of certain parts of DC and Virginia and Maryland. Like take Baltimore for example. Yeah. It just needs a lot of help. Yeah. And so the fact that they are um hopefully buying up these places, renovating them. But I'm not, don't even let me sit here and lie. I know hopefully they're they're being gentrifiers too. Cause yeah. I guarantee you there's they renovated, they're gonna sell it for three, four times what they know people can afford in that in that area, or they're gonna try to jack the rent up astronomically and shit like that. Like I feel like gentrification is is going far beyond just white people at this point. Niggas yeah. do well, it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the classic. You don't have to be white to uphold white supremacy. Yep. But you know, same thing with um DJ Quick and Ashley. Um they got some big issues because anytime you could book that much work at that time at one time and not tell your wife about it, that's crazy to me. You know, you know who he gives, who he reminds me of, in in the sense that it don't seem like he really like his wife. Marceau. Yep. <laughs> Do you remember? Yep. <laughs> we you which, already know how it's going. That crossed my mind too because booking fifteen gigs in one weekend to the point where your wife is saying, well, we got to get a hotel in the city so you can see me and the kids. That is crazy. And it never crossed his mind that, like, I need to have time to go home and see and check in with my family. Like, your family got to book a hotel to see you and you don't find that weird, nigga? And if they don't book a hotel, your wife is scared to death that you're going to fall asleep at the wheel and get into another car accident. Which says a lot of implications about your drinker. You're drinking the drive. Oh, Not oh, even just drinking and driving, but the amount you working to the point where you you fall asleep behind the wheel, you get so exhausted. Like, come on. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah, he definitely reminds me of my soul in the sense that it still don't seem like he like his wife. I don't think he I don't think he's as bad as Marceau. Like, I think he loves his wife, but I think Ashley has allowed him to get comfortable doing the bare minimum because he pays bills. Mm. And when I say it, I'm not even talking about the cooking and cleaning and shit like that. If she is a stay at home wife and that's what she does, that's what she does. But just because you are the sole financial provider, I don't think you should be, I don't think you are exempt from the child rearing process. Now should should dinner be cooked when you get home? Sure. The house be clean. Yeah. But do you get to skate out on all your responsibilities as a parent? No. No. Bills don't excuse that. Paying bills don't, don't excuse you from not being a present and accounted for a parent. Multitask, maybe. Um, next week, so here we go. I forgot when the girls, first thing Monique did when she pulled up to the selfie muse- museum was start some shit. You said it last but, week, but it bears repeating. She and is I a you, girl. Yeah, and I've, I've seen you say it on Twitter, but it also bears repeating. This show is really showing what a bozo. Well, what a what a what even more of a bozo than we already knew Monique was. Not even a bozo. This this series is showing us that Monique is a mean girl, 
and she was too scared to get as mean as the other girls from Potomac. Which that that's that in itself is funny because it ain't like none of them girls whoop your ass. Well, not even just that, but them girls, they know how to rise to the occasion. You see what they did with Trainer Gate? <laughs> yeah. And you, Monique, you don't have the balls to be as mean as they were on Potomac. So you came over here where you keep shit up. There was no reason for you to take that conversation back to Ashley and Raina, um, other than the, the part about her feeling ambushed, but you running up, talking about, yeah, she said she heard about y'all husbands, which is weird considering you was somebody who left the whole show because motherfuckers heard about you and your trainer. Mm-hmm. I would think you would stay out of that those type of situations Let's considering talk about the it. target you had on your back. Let's talk about it. Let's let us rise to the occasion. Let's have you had a, a big old target on your back of infidelity. You, uh, to, the, you to the point where it made you get physically violent with motherfuckers and want to fight. You brought a goddamn bonder to the reunion talk about don't come for your family then. <laughs> you in here running with, with bullshit rumors. Mm. And, which and, we and, see in the previews for next week. Quick calls Monique out for that. Which I find it mighty funny how the reason you the reason you left Potomac was for some bullshit rumors. How one thing about them tables, baby. What they they turn and they gonna turn on your ass again. Because again, if Winter couldn't say that shit to Raina and Ash, and Ashley with her whole chest, it wasn't no reason for you to run it back. Mm. And we see in the preview for next episode, quick call you out. And he said, You ain't have to do that. And we heard Jamie say it in this episode. That girl don't know shit about me. Don't nobody really know who the fuck Winter is. Winter didn't even know where the fuck her husband was sleeping at before she married him. Every time we say it, just... And Ashley was ready to whip uh, Winter ass, so y'all need to step lightly. That's the other thing. That's the other thing about this show. It don't like none of y'all can fight. Well, we ain't something now. I'm gonna be honest with you. These we talk about these women is from the DC area. So I'm pretty sure they put hands and feet on somebody. They ain't nowhere near as soft as uh the Potomac girls. But I just I don't think that's their intention. They don't want to be physically fighting. But Winter brought a lot of bullshit to the table and was straight up lying. Like she was straight up lying. So, she, you know, I see where, where she's going to be at. Um, and also, I just, I'm not interested in seeing Chris and Monique on this show. Like you no, said, really? friend, it's really hard to get into it because every time something get good, we just randomly got to go back to their house where they still arguing about Africa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the list, the list we see among Chris and Monique, the, and honestly, more so Monique, to be honest. The less we see of them, the more I can get into it. For now, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's there, and I see the potential, but it's it's, it's real rough it's, for me. It's right definitely now. got some potential. I will say, as a first season, um, it's got some mess bubbling to the surface, as we'll see next episode, where all of the couples go to, like, a sex therapist, and Jamie start losing his shit again, and we see the sit down with Quick and um, Ashley and Chris and Monique where Quick is like, Monique, you're not right for how you handle that situation. 
So it's 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 bubbling up to the surface, but I I feel like it could bubble faster if y'all take out all that fluff and filler with Chris and Monique. Take us to the king, baby. <laughs> pull out all the stops immediately. <laughs> You hear that, Carlos King? Segway Jones. Hello. Speaking of taking us to the king, um, we we go head on over to Huntsville, and we are still at Wanda's event where things are getting heated. And I, I want to say this, and I'm finna say this with my whole chest. This whole situation... Hello. This whole <laughs> situation between Kiki... Tisha and Mel is fake and fabricated. And every time one of y'all tell this story, the details changed. It went from this happening four years ago to five, six years ago to almost a decade ago. It went from Tisha telling Kiki business to Mel and Martel to Kiki say Tisha told her business to uh, Marceau and then Marceau told it to Martel and Mel and bullshit. None of this exists outside these cameras which is why can't nobody tell us what that business was that was told yeah okay so, okay we're here because you know what struck well, i forget which of the cousins said it but they said it and i for the life i promise you Candace, as soon as they said it i was like that meme of uh that gift of uh michael from the office saying thank you one of the cousins said well kiki if the issue is resolved why did it why does it keep recurring and i was like thank you Thank you. If it's been if it's been dead, why y'all keep bringing this shit up? Because it don't exist. Thank you. And then I remember uh, Tisha saying how close her and Kiki used to be. And so if you and Kiki used to be that close, you had to know that Mel and Kiki was cool. So all of this, y'all being surprised that Kiki and Mel is friends and none of this exists. All of this is made up. And Kiki and Marceau, if y'all can't tell us what the business was that you you supposedly told to Mel and Martel, leave that shit on the playground and let's call it a fucking day. Because we do not know for the life of us still which what was told to Mel and Martel that was so violating of your privacy, Kiki. Right. You have this- not said it yet. Marcel and T- Marceau and Tisha have not said it yet. Yeah, Mel ain't even said it. Mel ain't even said it. That shit don't exist. This is about storylines. And we can tell, let me say this again, because a good example is Real Housewives of Atlanta. We can tell when, when Atlanta went from organic drama to fabricated drama back to organic drama. We could tell. Because after the whole uh, Phaedra and Candy thing, all of the drama started seeming really fabricated. Yep. Like and now, whole, like the shit with um, with uh, like some of the shit with even uh, Nini and uh, Ken- uh, Kenya in these last yeah. couple of seasons. Yeah, really fabricated. To now, I think we're back to organic drama that's that's happening amongst the ladies, right? Yeah. So I say that to say this: this is fabricated. Yeah. And it seemed real at first, but as it kept getting this, like, okay, y'all bullshit. It it just wasn't making sense. Because y'all say apologies have been extended. Y'all have hung out and spent family time together since then, only for this to pop back up while the cameras is rolling for the show. 
and not only the camera for the cameras rolling for a show, we still do not know exactly what was said, how it was said, what was the context of what was said, what was the business that was so egregious that you told the their the enemies, quote unquote, like if y'all don't get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, this is this not making sense. This bullshit. And you know why this you know what even further complicates this further solidifies the proof that this shit is made up. You motherfuckers did this shit at Wanda's event where Wanda had the goddamn nerve gall and audacity to be like, this is not how y'all perform at somebody's event. Wanda saying that, nigga? Okay, I'm glad we here. Because, like, bitch, it, that was a lot of nerve. Because you have ruined many of events. Literally just a couple of weeks ago at Jalen's event. You have ruined Jalen's graduation party. You have ruined Jalen's housewarming party. You have ruined moments be with Marceau and Tisha and so on and so forth. Baby, you deserve to have your shit ruined. Right. And that in the sense is how I know this shit fake. When well, you got fucking wrong to talk about this ain't how you act <laughs> at nobody's event. Bitch, I know you fucking lie. Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe there's any real beef between Tisha and her cousin. I if we if we are to be honest, I don't think Mel and Tisha dislike each other. I think they are playing a role both in on social media and when these cameras are rolling to keep this show going. Because I, as long as know, they're as long as they are beefing with each other, they can always include somebody else in the beef. This year know, it was Destiny and Kiki. Yeah. You know, I agree. I will say, given, you know, the stuff that's transpired off the camera, I feel like that might have gone into the direction of they might actually have some beef for real. But I don't disagree. I think Mel got more beef with Wanda than she got with Tisha, if we being honest. That's fair. Because Wanda keeps talking about her kids and shit. I, I honestly feel like if this show was to get canceled tomorrow we would start seeing Tisha and Mel hanging back out again. But they they stand to gain more views, make more money, be renewed for more seasons, as long as they are seen as the quintessential enemies of the show. Because well, nobody I, else really beef as hard as Tisha and Mel do. It might be because right, <clears throat> I was watching, uh, before we recorded earlier, I was watching a video about the fight that happened or you know, allegedly happened or whatever. And like it started, like, and I didn't even notice that it was a couple of weeks ago where Martel and Mel are back filming together. So like in real time, like current now. So yeah. You know, if that's you know, if that happens, then you know, you know, to your point, then she, if, if she can film with like this Martel, she definitely can get along with Tisha. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um I I will say this. I want people to leave Mel alone when she decides she is taking a step back from a friendship. The 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 way y'all exacerbate issues on this show is because y'all are always trying to play the fucking keep peacekeeper and the peacemaker, but y'all are too fucking old to be acting like everything is going to be kumbaya all of the time. Y'all are adults and have been adults for a very long time now. And y'all know that everybody ain't going to never like everybody in a situation like this. Damn, now why are you dragging Kimmy? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. It just needs to be said. <laughs> no, I, I love agree. Kimmy. I, She's I one of my favorite people. But learn to leave well enough alone. Mel you know, is not fucking with Destiny, and rightfully so. I didn't know this because I really don't watch Carlos King after show. But apparently both Mel and Destiny have confirmed that when Destiny was down and out after her divorce, Mel was helping her with her legal fees mm. during the custody battle she had with LeBaric. A nigga named LeBaric. When she needed help keeping her lights on, it was Mel who was helping her pay the light bill and mm. making sure she, if she had groceries for her and the baby and so on and so forth. Let me tell you something. People be like, well, that don't make you a good friend. Putting your money where your mouth <laughs> is always make you a good fucking friend. If that don't, if it don't make you a good friend, then damn sure put you in the ballpark. <laughs> Putting your money, what do we talk about all the time, friend? When it, even when it comes community and in situations where you are a person who is blessed to have more financial access and more financial stability. One of the things you can do as a part of the community and your community is put your money where your fucking mouth is. You can't, if you're around here buying G wagons and bought your mama a car, if you got the means to help a friend who need help, that's what you do. That's what Mel did. She put her money where her mouth is. I think Destiny is absolutely a fucking weirdo. Martel didn't even have money to put his money where his mouth is to help you, but his ex wife did. Baby, if I had to choose a side, I would be team male. I don't give a fuck how long me and Martel was friends. When Martel saw you was down and out, he was he didn't give a fuck. He didn't have nothing for you because his credit fucked say, up. He was down and out of damn stuff. He just not getting back to a good spot. Mel, which is, which is his opinion, own doing. Yeah, in my opinion, Mel has been more than a good friend to Destiny. I think it is absolutely weird to be running around still being friends with Martel, knowing what type of individual he is, because everything he did to Mel speaks to his character as a man. If he don't even, if he won't even love and protect his own wife and kids, nobody outside of that stands a fucking chance. But even that aside, that woman was putting her money where her mouth is when you needed it. Don't tell me she not no good fucking friend, especially not if she needed to take a step back because you are still holding company with the very person who treated her like shit. I wouldn't be fucking with you either. And then you being you getting cool and buddying up to Tisha, that would be the icing on the cake for me. Yeah, because I was gonna say, if in my personal opinion, I don't think that her help. Damn, I can't talk. Her being friends with Martell stings gets on Mel's nerves as much as it is the Tisha thing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely the Tisha thing, and I think it's because it's the it's the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's like, okay, I'm not trying to make you choose between me and one of your childhood friends. But I will, I will fall back a little bit because you constantly, you know, are are hanging out with, talking to, popping by, dropping by my ex's house to, you know, hang out and shit. But bitch, when you total all of that up and take into account that she it has built a friendship with Tisha, okay, I see the vision, and I too would, I too would step back. I give I gave you some grace with Martel because y'all were friends first. 
Yeah. And the reason I say that is because, you know, like I said, I was watching a video where, like, you know, him, you know, Mel and Martel back, back filming, which, you know, obviously doesn't mean that, you know, they, you know, cool, kumbaya, buddy, buddy, but, you know, at least they're, like, in a space where they can film again because, you know, if you notice now, they don't film, like, together. No, they don't film together. They oh, have not that, been in the same room together this season. Yeah. And so that's why I say I think, I don't think her, her being destiny that is her still being friends with my tail bothers me as much as the Tisha thing that's why I say that well yeah no I agree because if you really look at the dynamics of it you you can't though you shouldn't have to though she should choose just based on his character you can't tell destiny to to pick and choose between you and Martel just because he they were friends be, when Mel came into the picture right yeah. okay cool but you you with intention went and sought out a friendship with Tisha when you and I, or what you assumed to be, you and I were no longer in a good space. So you went yeah. and sought out a, a, a relationship with somebody that you know I don't care for. You know how they just cut up on this reunion and right. tried to rehash all of the old shit that we said that we would debt it and apologize for. You did that. Yeah. yeah. You did yeah. that. You did that. I agree. Yeah. Um... So back to what I was saying, Kimmy having to sit down with Destiny and Destiny talk about she was mourning the loss of a friendship and so on and so forth. She was acting, baby. Girl, <laughs> get a life. And I, I want to ask this because, you know, like I always say, sometimes I watch it, you know, watch it on TV. Sometimes I watch it on YouTube because I be wanting to read the comments. I saw somebody say this and I posed this question to you, friend, because it got me to think. Do you think that Kimmy is trying to play peacemaker because her and Maurice really don't have a storyline? This yes, yes, they yeah. her and Maurice don't have no storyline. They really don't. They just because, because they both refuse to expound on that line. He cheated with the linebacker shit. Uh huh. But for the, if they were to have the spotlight on them, I believe Maurice infidelities would come come to the light to the surface. So they'd rather keep people out of their personal business and just make, you know, try to be in everybody else's business. Uh, but yeah. if you really take a step back, Maurice and Kimmy don't have no storyline. They really don't. Kimmy is just I, running around trying to act like she's putting out little fires, but she's putting out little fires to keep from having her shit called to the carpet with Maurice. And, and even then, she's not really putting out fires. No, she's actually making them worse. Yeah, she's throwing gasoline, if anything. She's making them worse. And as long as you could keep these group of girls fighting, people won't have time to be like, so what the fuck is up with Kimmy and Maurice? Kimmy, you slick, but not slick enough. I was in a group. I'm in a Facebook group, a Love and Marriage Huntsville group. And Melody actually is in the group and comments quite frequently. Um... But somebody made a post and they said, if you don't know somebody who has worked in HR and corporate, when you see him, look at Kimmy. Look at the way <laughs> Kimmy moves. <laughs> like she does just enough to, to keep shit on front street, but she can't ever really be held accountable for these situations. Like she, she plays the role very well. But if I were to be honest, Kimmy is the bone carrier of the group. Yeah, she's she in my she's a you know she she's a 
I won't say a better charade. She's a she's 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 a more charade. she's a more calculated charade, and she's yes. a, she's a charade that picks her battles. Yeah, if anything, <laughs> I was going to say something incredibly rude. <laughs> she she is not by herself. Oh, she. <laughs> She, <laughs> all right, I'm offering this thing. This is going to be fucked up, but I'm saying it anyway. She charade with a degree. <laughs> she charade with a nigga that's not on um, house arrest. <laughs> she charade without having conjugal fits. Because you keep trying to, like, do you think you and Destiny? And Mel is like, I don't wish no bad on Destiny. If Destiny was in a terrible predicament i would reach out and check on destiny but i agree with mel that right now destiny is forging friendships and bonds with people who are comfortable with their own parents speaking negatively about Mel's kids there is no friendship that you and i can have as long as you continue to be friends with tisha because tisha nor marceau i also want to get this off tisha and marceau Put the one, put the battery in Wanda's back. Let me be clear about that, because if Tisha really felt like the things that her mom says and does are fucking disgusting, which they are, she would really hop off into Wanda's shit. Yeah, she did that. She she did that one time where she was like, "Mama, that's not cool," and that's it. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but for the level of shit Wanda say, lightly tapping her on the shoulder is not enough. Like you've really got to make. Let me be honest. If I got wind of my mother on social media making derogatory comments about little black girls, it would be a issue between me and my mama. Because kids is off limits. Kids is off limits. It just ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Little black girls do not need to constantly and consistently be the the target for other people's vitriol. You got an issue with Mel, you talk about Mel like a dirty dog. You got an issue with Martell, you talk about Martell like a dirty dog. Hell, you could talk about male mama like a dirty dog. You could talk about Martell mama like a dirty dog. But your vitriol, your anger should never be aimed at their small children. Period. And the fact that Tisha has not made one single statement on social media, has not come forward and said, I, I while I love my mother dearly, I do not condone and I'm mortified that she so easily takes to social media to bash little black girls because I don't know. And boys, because don't they got a son too? Yeah, but her shit is only ever aimed at the girls. Like the, the comments about their hair never being done and being nappy, it was at their daughters. Oh, okay. And the latest comment is uh, was at, aimed at their daughter as well. She don't, she don't, she don't set her sights on all the kids, which makes it even uglier. Cause you a black woman. A black woman who wear weaves crunchy than a motherfucker. <laughs> you know how the world l- treats black women when it comes to their hair. And so I, the fact that Tisha and Marceau have never spoken up 
about the vile things that Wanda has said about Mel and Martell's kids, they absolutely put the battery in her back and, and she says the shit that they're too scared to say. They don't want the backlash about it. They'll let La- they'll let Wanda take the heat because she's comfortable oh, wow. being the she, she's comfortable being the bad guy. She don't care. So I agree with Mel. I can't be friends with Destiny as long as Destiny is building relationship and community with Tisha and Tisha's family. Because Tisha's family have sat idly by. Um, because Tisha and Mark So have sat idly by while Tisha's family has said really, really unkind things about their children. There's there's no way to come back from that if you ask me. There's no reason to be friends if you ask me. So, you know. Um, I I'm gonna be honest, I just do not care about Lewis and Tiffany. <laughs> I just do not. Don't not, won't not. Um, but I'm looking forward to next week's episode because as usual, again, Martell does not care about anybody but Martell. There have been so many cheating allegations and rumors surrounding not just Martell, but Maurice and Marceau. Marceau. Why would you bring them down for a wine tasting full of single women? That, as soon as I seen that, I was like, this nigga Martell. <laughs> he don't give a damn about nobody and how it could affect their home life. This nigga, I'm like, this nigga, hell boy, he will, he will steal the shoes off your feet if he could. Boy, <laughs> this nigga ain't shit. He ain't shit. He don't care about nobody but his goddamn self. Nobody. And that's kind of mortifying. Because yeah, yeah. because and it's because you lonely. Martel lonely. Martel wants to be with Melody. And now that Melody is in a no fuck shit zone, he 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 fighting back tears and shit. Like enough is enough. Enough is enough. Huh. <sighs> I'm looking forward to next week's episode, though. But I want to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Been a while since we had this last. Sonya is not wrong. Let me say that. Drew is moving fucking crazy. And she's not wrong. Because if a if a person is messy enough to come to you and tell you all about Sheree, you don't think that person talk about you behind your back. <laughs> I know we've said this before. If a, if, if a motherfucker will bring you a bone, they also carrying one back to somebody else. And I think Sheree got a lot of nerve being mad at Candy because for years, baby, you carry people personal business to other people it, without even taking it to the person it was about. Yeah, your literal role was the bone collector. The hell you even wore. You was proud of it. Like, yes, I am the bone collector. Now, I will argue that Candy do a poor, a, a worse job than you at doing it. But the fact that remains is like Spider-Man pointing to Spider-Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that aside... 
I think that Drew is trying to kick up enough mess to keep a peach whole time. No, she got the messiest shit on the show. Now you went fucking with Sheree. And let me say, I, I do extend my hand to Sheree because it would have been very easy to run off the homophobic deep end and spread a rumor with no receipts about Ralph's sexuality. The only reason this conversation came up was because Sheree was trying to let Drew know that that same person whose words you're taking as law, these are the nasty things they are saying about you and your husband. It wasn't used as a will. She had your man gay. Cause he told me he was gay and he got receipts that it wasn't none of that. It was a, Hey, I was never going to discuss this information cause it wasn't my business, but I think you should see what this assistant says about you and your husband. So that you could get a feel of how this person likes to play two against the middle. And also, the, the well, I wouldn't even say casual with the overt homophobia as well. Like it's just, it's just a, a lot. Like you, it's it, like it's so much you could say about a nigga named Ralph without the low hanging fruit of that of a question of his sexuality. Exactly. For God's sake, the nigga's name is Ralph. Yeah. That in itself is enough. He's a nigga named Ralph. And let me... Kenya hasn't been terribly unlikable this season. I Shout out to Kenya for apologizing to Ralph for overstepping. If, if Drew wants to continue to allow Ralph to manipulate her... There's nothing anybody else can do about it. And he's not your man to reprimand. And as Kenya said, some of the things Ralph said triggered her and she started projecting. She apologized and she stepped right on out that girl business. A nigga named Ralph and a nigga named Mark do have some similarities. For sure. And a nigga named Sonya Richards Ross (laughs) is absolutely right about drew drew is moving really weird the way she is doing things the way she's gossiping and all that shit is very weird and even the way she was putting her hands in Sheree's face because let's be honest that's the same shit uh candace did to monique and she got dragged (laughs) we have already talked about how putting your hands in somebody's face is a form of aggression Mm-hmm. I was waiting for us to get here. And I'm glad so, so. that Sonya was like, hey, where I'm from, you don't do that unless you want to fight. Because let me tell you something. Because if I had to sit through another year of you motherfuckers <laughs> performing, if, if shit got funky, I would have lost my goddamn mind. Right. Also, also, can we also talk about. <laughs> Can we also talk about Drew saying that LeBron cheated on Savannah with her? No, that's not what she said. She said, and I know it, if the whatever the internet say, that's what it is. But what she said was that LeBron 
flew her out a few times before he and Savannah were married. And honestly, LeBron and Savannah are so very private about their relationship. I'm pretty sure in all of these years together, prior to them getting married, there have been some moments where they were off, but probably even the public didn't really know about it. So I'm not saying there's no truth to it. What I am saying is why do you feel a need to bring that up so that it can be looked at spent in a way that, Oh, he, Oh, he cheated. He cheated on his wife. He flew you out and blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. I mean, I brought it up. Like I, nah, to be fair, like I saw it, but I didn't, you know, really get into it. Like I didn't, you know, get all. Yeah, she said she this was before him and Savannah yeah. was married. I just like when I saw it, and honestly, my reaction and what I thought was exactly what you just said. Like, regardless of whether it's some truth or not, like Drew, why we need to know this? <laughs> like, and, not, the purpose and, of not, and not only that, but. Like, because people were like, wasn't LeBron and Savannah high school sweethearts? LeBron didn't even go to his prom with Savannah. Oh, he did? You No, he went with some white lady. (laughs) You know, that is, like, even though it's a joke, that is one thing. Because the girls, the the lady he went to prom with, her niece showed the picture and was like, here's a picture of my my, um, aunt who went to prom with LeBron. Yeah. It's it's like so much can happen between being high school sweethearts and actually getting married. But why do we need to know this? And also, why are you such a big hater, bitch? Let me let's say a few things. We don't like Kenya. Okay, it's not my favorite person, but I'll be honest, I don't have no favorite persons on this show. But you is not going to sit up here and act like Kenya Moore in her prime was not Prince Speed. Prince kept him a bad bitch on his arm. One of the running jokes is that a nigga who wear blouses and heels always kept a bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely believe that in her prime, Prince got a piece of Kenya. I wouldn't doubt Because I saw, like, again, in her prime, like, Kenya was an it girl. Kenya was it. Yeah. Kenya was the it girl. Now her soul colder than a, over than a witch's the years, titty, Over but... the years, you know, but for a very long in her prime, Kenya Moore was a fucking chocolate goddess. Mm. Was gorgeous. Yeah. And Prince loved a beautiful woman. Yeah. I mean, she still is gorgeous. She goes to both of to be 50, Kenya looks fucking phenomenal. We could be honest about that. Skin yeah. issues and all, because skin issues don't negate somebody's beauty. Yeah. But yes, Drew, you a big hater, because at 50, Kenya looks better than you in your 30s. Oh, God damn. Shit. <laughs> if we being honest, <laughs> damn. you still, you and Drew, you are pretty, but you not fucking with Kenya Moore. I feel like I feel like part of this is like like she don't like how do I say this? She is for the hater energy that she have is the energy that she wants to have for a nigga named Ralph, but she not she not grown titty enough to do it. Absolutely. So like she lashing out at everybody else except for the one nigga that's causing her the most hell. It's like yeah. that's not that's not everybody else's fault, baby. You are the one that is still putting up with a nigga named Ralph. 
Yeah. Which I want to talk about Candy for two reasons. So first things first, Candy, I know you wish you had shut your motherfucking mouth advocating for Marlo to get a peach. Because when Marlo got a peach, first thing she started doing is shitting on you. Going around doing interviews and podcasts, telling people how you don't do for the you don't do enough for the culture and you don't do enough for the community and this, that, and the third. And let me say to you, Marlo, for a bitch who was wearing Confederate flag t-shirts talking about I love my white yo, boyfriend. <laughs> yo, yo, speaking of talking, you know, how we started off with Santana stuff being surplus, nigga. When I seen that shit, I was like, okay, I swear to God, first thing I said was it this y'all queen. This is who y'all advocated for getting the peach. Getting the peach. This is who y'all said was the it girl with the fashions, and, and not she even being things. funny. If we take if t-shirts aside, you are a boring. You are a fucking snooze fest. Now that you have a peach, you're boring, big, bitch. Big facts. You're big boring, and not only that. You got a lot of fucking nerve to talk about what candy do for the community. And we, this is a, this is an anti-candy podcast, (laughs) but you can't deny that candy has always put her money where her mouth has been when it comes to the community. And in the the thick of the pandemic, it was candy running fucking food banks, making sure people had groceries and could eat. It's Candy who be giving out scholarships when people need them. It's Candy has always put her money where her mouth has been when it comes to giving back to the community and giving back to the culture and being present and accounted for. We're also talking about Candy, who is a Grammy Award winning songwriter. At the very least, a hell of a lot more than you. Because, uh, bitch, we don't even know what you do and how you get money with all them empty shell ass LLCs you'd establish. What we do know is you like being white men sugar babies, bitch. It, and get out candy face with that bullshit. And now, you, not, and now you're on the internet wearing Confederate t-shirts. Marlo, you got to go to hell, girl. I cannot wait for Kenya and Candy to drag Marlo at the reunion. I will be locked and loaded and tuned in for that. I think it's a lot. You got a lot of fucking nerve, man. Let let me tell you something. Even that that last season with Portia and Strippergate, Candy was doing food drives and food banks then. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Andy. Let me tell you something, Bravo, Andy. If you motherfuckers do not bring up these goddamn Confederate shirts at the reunion, I will personally come... I I will catch a flight to whoop somebody's ass god damn this is this is this is content prime content don't you dare not bring that shit up at the real absolutely and and candy i want you to have your binder ready of receipts of all of the ways that you feed back into the into the culture and the communities just not at all litigate with them damn greens Mm -hmm. just not that well you you creating hypertension, but even then, you keep another, <laughs> even then, not keeping people employed. <laughs> yes, but I just, just think it—I just, just think it takes a lot of nerve to talk about what somebody don't do for the culture when we the best we got from you is talking about I love my white boyfriend with a Confederate flag on it, bitch. You stupid. Yeah. Like Marlo, the only thing you contribute is fucking fucking white men. Now on the flip side. Candy, I think that you try so hard to be a, a a queen boss 
pussy queen, sex maven, goddess, that it comes across really fucking creepy. Yeah, and forced. It, it comes across creepy and forced. There is no reason to want women to be wearing vibrating panties to go see a play, a public event. Like, girl, what? What, Candy? What did you do? Can you know what? Can remind me of them, them hyperactive, hypersexual motherfuckers on Twitter. Like it would be like it would be two in the afternoon, two in the afternoon, and motherfuckers on Twitter would be like, "I want to gargle some balls," or "What? What it squirt like?" That's Candy. Right. It's like, see, has God been glorified? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's creepy, Candy. It's nasty. Like we get it. We grown. We adults. We like sex. Sex is wonderful. Sex is amazing. But girl, can you relax sometimes? Please. Can you take a nap? Can cool you touch your pussy off? It's hot. Pipe your pussy down. It's right. Put it in, put it in reverse, Candy. Put it Something. in park. Shit. Shit. God damn. God damn. Vibrating panties to a play, Candy? To a play? Like, and I'm going to be honest. Let's also have an honest conversation. We know for a fact that in on these Real Housewives shows, it's been said over and over again, but a lot of the women don't really fuck with each other when they're not filming. Right. That's why when they get together, it's all these put together girls trips and couples trips and because y'all don't really hang out outside of filming. Yeah, y'all don't really fuck with each other for real. So it's you wanting people who don't really fuck with each other, don't really know each other. It's it's the fact that y'all are, you are wanting them to sit up and and discuss sex. I don't want to have sexual conversations amongst women I don't know, don't trust, don't really fool with, or in a couple setting with couples that I don't know, don't trust, and don't really fool with. Right. What's, What's not clicking, Steven? Jabril, are you smart? What's not clicking, baby? Nobody wants to be wearing vibrating panties. And Kenya made a good point. And and again, you are putting us in a position where we're having to agree with Kenya. I don't want to be wearing no, as a single woman, I don't want to be wearing no vibrating panties around nobody else's husband when you didn't just sat up here and said that one, one remote can control multiple panties. I don't want to do that. I don't want to see no nobody husband uh, seeing me in the throes of fucking passion because I got my my panties vibrating. Like, come on, use some de- some fucking decorum, please. That was fucking weird. You didn't even see if if other cup if the couples or other women are even comfortable being in that type of situation. Stop trying to force it. It's mad. It's mad weird. You are an extremely talented, beautiful woman. I'm talking about when it comes to business, not singing. You are extremely talented when it comes to opening up businesses. You have found a a niche when it comes to um, the sex industry with sex toys and things of that nature. You could you could park it right there. You don't keep trying. You don't got to keep trying to make us believe you some hot and heavy madam and shit serving up pussy like hot grits. Leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Sell your motherfucking sex toys through your website. 
Let people who want them buy them, but stop trying to force it on these group of people. No, I don't want to wear no no vibrating panties around no motherfucking Drew and Ralph. No, I don't want to wear no motherfucking vibrating panties around no charade minus Tyrone. <laughs> Call Tyrone. My mother made a hilarious comment yesterday when we was talking about it. She said all she had to do, all Sheree had to do was play the fucking song. That should have kept her from fucking with Tyrone. Which, why are we here? Sheree Whitfield, the big bad motherfucking bone collector. Bitch, where was your antennas when that, that nigga was feeding you all that jail talk? You have spent years on top of years on top of years on top of years and everybody else motherfucking business on this show. But you couldn't see the jig from Tyrone? Huh? I'm so confused. And then you went you went all the way to Philly to get stood up. And then the producer's gonna come to you talking about his lawyer called us and said if he came, it would have been a parole violation. And you on here talking about we've gone out to eat plenty of times. He on house arrest. Let me ask you a question. When you would come up to visit him, would and I know he would stay, y'all would go to the probably go to the hotel and fuck, and then he would leave because nine times out of ten, when you on house arrest, you have to go home every night. You don't even know where this motherfucker lived to pop up on him to see why he playing in your motherfucking face. That didn't sit weird with you. That wasn't a red flag that you don't know where your man has house arrested to. Girl, you played a you played a stupid game and you won a a, a niggerless prize. Because not only did he not answer your code your calls, he ended up blocking you, baby. In twenty twenty, let me tell you something. Let me ooh. imagine calling your motherfucking man in 2022 and you get a busy signal. A busy signal in 2022. A busy signal. A b- friend. Mm. That's what Tyrone did to her. Hit her with the busy signal. Ain't no fucking way, baby. listen i'll fight i will fight i will fight Uh, you is sitting outside in the cold at a bistro in philly first of all why are you outside in the cold you is outside in the cold drinking tea and shit with a with a knit with a knitted blanket over your shoulders and shit waiting on this man to show up and he ain't answered a single fucking call from you all day. Now you sitting there crying, talking about, I could fucking cry while we do this to me. Baby, it was jail talk. You were on the wrong show. You should have been contacting those good folks over at WeTV because that man was feeding you the best talk, the best jail talk there is. Talking about they just don't know our love. They don't see how much love I got for you. They... They don't know about our love. Like, like, that's all jail talk. You was throwing some money on his books and he was hitting you with the jail talk and now that he didn't got free, he didn't got a little piece of pussy, some free meals, and now he don't want to be bothered no more. Mm-hmm. All by myself. Don't Sheree, love yourself. Don't want to be all by myself. You lonely, bitch. 
like I don't remember, you know those damn uh, <laughs> those damn commercials for uh, like lost dogs and shit that in the arms of an angel. Oh, for that, ASPCA. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's your. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid you you played a stupid game and you won a stupid prize like i don't know what you want from us like everybody and their mama could see tyrone was playing on your motherfucking face but you the infamous bone collector you couldn't see right, what was right in front of you but you could see 40 miles away into somebody else's business in the future mind your business because tyrone damn sure got you looking bad out here a nigga named tyrone a nigga named Tyrone. A nigga named Ralph. A nigga named Tyrone. It's just a bunch of niggas with just terrible names. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for us. Yeah. We'll be back on Father's Day. Yeah. And it's Father's Day and Juneteenth, right? And Juneteenth, because I got a day off from work. No, same. No me. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kicking back. And after that, we're going to be right around the corner from motherfucking 4th of July. And then after that, we're going to be hitting Labor Day. And all after I Labor know. Day, that's when all the good holidays get to coming up. All I know is that I'm not going to be at work for at least half of the last two weeks of June. Thank God for, for time off. Amen. But with that, we out. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, we thank y'all for tuning in.